Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome back to another episode of Rock That Relationship. Today, we are actually talking about intuitive healing, which is a little different than the things we've talked about so far in terms of you know, managing breakups and starting to heal and move on. Intuitive healing is really some of the non-traditional things that people might choose to do to move forward in their healing processes. So Tracy and I are going to talk about a few of the things that we actually tried and kind of uh, what those uh, outcomes were, whether they met our expectations or whether they were sort of going down a rabbit hole that we couldn't get out of. Um, but we have some some insight and definitely some reflections and reactions. So I'm going to kind of get us kicked off and thinking about non-traditional ways to heal. And when we talk about non-traditional, we're really looking at this idea of maybe some of the medical, not medical, metaphysical ways of, mm-hmm. of, of really kind of looking to heal. And some people might look at it as spiritual and we're not really looking at religion, but that's a whole other, whole other topic of how people might heal is finding kind of solace in their religion. But in this case, we're looking at the kind of the spirituality of the metaphysical. And so, uh, let me start Tracy by asking you, when we think about metaphysical, um, and in kind of the cosmic universe, you know, when you look back on your life, how much did you really kind of embrace these notions of the, the metaphysical world prior to, you know, kind of the last couple of years when you, you and I have really jumped into this boat? Well, I didn't really. I mean, I kind of looked at it as a little bit kooky. Like I always kind of thought, oh, I really want to investigate that. Um, but I didn't. And it's interesting because I'll talk more about this in further in the episode, but you know, a psychic did say to me, like, your third eye is peeking open, which is like your spiritual side is like becoming aware, but you're not, you know, quite accepting of that yet. And it's so true, because that's exactly where I was like, mm, this stuff's a little bit weird. And the stuff we're going to talk about today, I think is weird. This could be called, you know, the kooky episode. Like, I think a lot of people look upon this stuff as it's like, I mean, I get a lot of skepticism when I start talking about it. And I'm very right brain. You know, I'm a lawyer. Um, I was a cop. I'm very practical, but having, it's like weird because it started when you and I met basically that these things started to happen. And there's actually been a lot of really like, they've been very legitimate for me. And like one of my exes said to me, I never knew you were such a hippie. And I'm like, well, I'm not, but like, looking at these things skeptically but they're all actually have a lot of validity to them you know but it people some people think it sounds crazy yeah well i mean i know that's people use the term woo woo mm-hmm. you know i i've always really been in into this kind of stuff you know as a kid i was highly intuitive i could you know sense things i could feel things i had really strong gut instincts i would you know even had dreams that came to fruition which you know as a young person was a little alarming and kind of unnerving for me but you know, I've always really been connected to my intuition. So I, I really believe in this kind of intuitive piece of things that, that, you know, it was kind of the foundation of the metaphysical world, but I, you know, I didn't really explore much of the actual components of it other than experiencing my own intuition until I was, um, probably in my twenties. And I had a friend of mine who said, swore she was a palm reader. She read my palm and I don't even know what line she looked at, but she said, you are going to be famous one day. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. So, um, I'm still waiting for that moment to happen. Uh, but, but I thought, you know, this is really interesting. And, um, I had gone to a couple psychics as a kid, you know, like young and in college or, you know, young adulthood, just kind of more, uh, recreationally, but I never really thought about using my intuition as a way to, kind of make it through um, the difficulties and challenges in life and finding ways to lean on it as more than just something interesting and enlightening and entertaining versus something incredibly helpful to my psyche and my being. So, you know, I, I have a little bit of a background with it, but it's different. It's, it's, I, it showed up really differently and you're right. It showed up mm-hmm. mostly when we met. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was at the time um, <clears throat> I was going through a breakup and I just had a breakup and I was starting to try to figure out how to heal. You were also single 
at the time we met. I was getting divorced. I was still married, but separated. And I was actually the divorce, I think, was uh, filed like a month after we met. So I was kind of in that phase of finding a new way of living because I had moved, you know, out of the house and out of being with kids and all that. And so, I mean, I was single, but not completely separate, you know. At that point, right. we were still seeing each other and hanging out with the kids and all that. Yep. And so, I mean, we were both in kind of a similar space. You were able to, um, you entered into a relationship um, earlier than I entered into my next relationship. And so there was a crossover time in which I was still healing and you were in a place where you were excited about the honeymoon phase of your new relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you weren't necessarily leaning on intuition as a way to heal during that period of time. So our healing processes didn't necessarily overlap, but I think from the intuition perspective, we both have used intuitive healing as a way to move forward from some of our, our past relationships and, and the, the grief and the trauma associated with those. So let's look at a couple of things that we both tried. Um, and then we'll talk about a couple of things you tried, a couple of things I tried, uh, just kind of get a take on it. So one of the first things I did was somebody said, go get Reiki. And I was like, okay, cool. I've heard of it. I don't even know what it is. It's kind of like a massage where they don't touch you. And so I'm like, well, that seems kind of like I'd rather just have a massage where they do touch me, but okay, I'll try it out anyways. And so I went and I, and I actually, I used my intuition to pick my energy healer. I had someone who was, she was local and was so excited to meet me. And then we met over zoom and she said, Oh, by the way, I've moved to Tennessee. So I'm going to have to do your Reiki through Hmm. zoom. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Something about this feels off. So mm-hmm. I kind of stumbled upon someone else and I had an immediate connection with her and I still go to her today. She's, I just felt like intuitively she was the person who was supposed to deliver this energy healing. And so I was able to go to her and I've been to her several times. And um that experience was very, very peaceful for me. I liked the Reiki. Mm-hmm. I felt full of happiness and joy. I felt like it released some of the tension and the toxicity and the the hurt that I had um, and I always feel good when I leave a Reiki session. I probably should just schedule a massage right after that so I can, you know, go do both. But um But what what is it you're feeling? Like are you awake the whole time? Like what has actually happened? Well <laughs> you ask why I'm awake because what yeah. happened when you went to Reiki? I was sound asleep the entire time and I thought, well, okay, this was pointless. And she did say something weird to me, like, I see a V, like when she was around my head, like I'm seeing a V. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anybody with the name of, you know, that starts with a V or anything like that. I mean, in a, in any kind of significant sense in my life. And then I was just out, boom, sound asleep, just like when I go to acupuncture. So for me, it's like, mm, I felt I, I don't think acupuncture is medical, metaphysical healing, but I do think it's great physical healing. And so like, I'd rather just go to acupuncture if I've got an issue for me that Reiki and we went to the same exact lady because I went to everything we've done has been the same people, which I think is very good to see, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. it's not like, oh, I got a bad one or you got a good one. Like it's the same person. It just did absolutely nothing for me. See, it was weird because for me, I went in and, and she she um told me to think of a mantra in my head and and then say it kind of over and over while she's going through this process. And this was really, really shortly there after my breakup. And I was, so I said, I am grateful for my healing process. But I kept thinking in the back of my head, I'm not grateful for anything. This sucks. I hate this. Right. And so yeah. as I said, the mantra, I was getting more and more irritated. So after like 20 minutes of doing that, I ended up, um, <clears throat> I ended up just ditching the mantra in my head. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started thinking about like what I had to do for errands that afternoon and all that. So I'm like, well, this isn't working at all. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I made it through my to-do list, these images started shooting through my head. It was very weird. I, they had no meaning to me at the time. And one of them that was really strong was I had this picture of this llama with like a red, almost like a red bandana around its face and it was standing on this like rolling mountainous, I don't know, kind of hill in a place I've never seen before. I mean, I live in Tucson. We don't have like hills that look like this. And I was like, well, that was weird. So after the session was over, I asked her, I said, well, what is, I had this like image of a llama. Does that mean anything? And she says, well, I don't know. You'll know in the next 24 hours if that means anything to you. I got this done on Friday, Friday um, 
yeah, like Friday mid-morning, <clears throat> Saturday mid-morning, I went on a meetup walk with you, Tracy, and a couple other people. And I just, I'd only, this was only the second time I'd ever talked to you. And I met two okay. other people who have now become very, very good friends of mine. And um, we ended up staying after, you remember, we like had lunch and coffee at that mm-hmm. little coffee shop. And we started talking about how all of us wanted to hike Machu Picchu. And we saw like immediately that llama came to my mind and we're like, we should do it soon. And I thought we can't go there because it's the pandemic. And, you know, I was thinking about like the Mm -hmm. image of the face mask, right. As being like a symbol Mm -hmm. for the pandemic. But for some reason I felt called to like go on some kind of adventure with you all. And you said, well, before we go to Machu Picchu, let's go to the Grand Canyon. And so we did, we planned a Grand Canyon trip and now you and I've done the Grand Canyon twice and we were scheduled to go to Machu Picchu, which I know you ended up going and I wasn't able to go because my mom passed during that time. But, um, but I think the whole symbol to me through Reiki was it opened up a portal to say, you are about to have an adventure with a certain group of people that you are, that are supposed to be in your life. And you're going to know it when you see it. And I knew it within 24 hours. And that's what Reiki did for me. So it wasn't necessarily like I felt relaxed or I felt, you know, I mean, those things helped, but it definitely opened up like a portal to my own healing. Isn't that weird? Because when I was in Peru, I bought that llama with the, the like heart glasses on its face, which I have hanging above my desk. And I didn't even think of that when I got it. But it's like that keeps popping up. But yet we weren't able to go together. So that's very interesting. Um, you know, and I did ask you if you were fine with me going. Like I wouldn't have gone if you weren't okay with it. And it turned out for me to be an incredible trip, you know, and I've had a big impact on somebody I met there, which is really important that I don't think would have happened had you gone. Now, I'm not glad that you didn't go, but I'm glad that, you know, I did go and did it all start because of that? Yeah, because I probably never would have even thought to go. And right, you're the one right. who booked the trip and all that stuff. So it's just weird how things work. But I'm telling you, like, a lot of the stuff didn't even start happening until we met. And then, you know, I think you should talk about that tarot lady who told you um, about the lawyer thing. I want to hear about that story again. Well, yeah. I mean, and all this, you know, thinking about it too, like just to go back to what you were saying is there is somebody that you met when you were in Peru that has, her life is fundamentally changed because she met you. Your life was changed because you met me and my life was changed because I saw a llama at a Reiki session. And Mm -hmm. so kind of going back to this idea that that healing isn't just contained within us. It's like a pay it forward. So as I was, I was healing and opening myself up to new adventures with new people as part of kind of coming out of the breakup, that was being kind of like the flame. Like when you, you said it before, when you light a candle, your candle doesn't go out. It just passes the flame on. And so I think healing has a way of doing that with other people. Um, but as far as the tarot lady, that was so interesting. So right after the breakup, I was driving past a, um, it's like a, I don't know, some kind of, says it's a church. It's like a metaphysical church. And they were having a psychic fair that day. And I pulled off and I was like, I'm going to go to the psychic fair. And so for $20, I could see any one of the, the, the readers. Mm-hmm. They were all tarot card readers that were there that day. None, none were just straight up psychics. And so I went in and I took the first available one and she was lovely. We sat down and she just got right to it. You know, I had 20 minutes for $20 and laid out all my cards. And I remember she was telling me like spot on, <clears throat> there's someone in your life that has just left. It's left kind of a mess for you. You're really struggling a little bit. It looks like your present day cards are going to be, you're going to be struggling for a little bit longer and it's okay. Um, and then your future card is a, a, a tower. It's the tower card. If anybody's familiar with that, which yeah. is basically a burning tower with people jumping to their death out the window. And it was upside down. So I'm like, that's my future. And um <clears throat> She said, she's like, well, well, don't get overwhelmed by that. She's like, this is just saying that you're going to have, it's going to be, it's going to be rocky for a while. It's going to be really hard for you to get through this for a while. And you have to be okay with that. Like, and for me, from a healing perspective, I was like, okay, this gave me some kind of validation that this process is going to maybe take a little while. And then I need to give myself Mm -hmm. a little bit of latitude. But I think the part that, that I know you liked the best of the story was that at the very end, she had picked some kind of a card about, I don't know, something profound in my world. And it was a card of that represented a lawyer. And she goes, do you know a lawyer? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I know a lawyer? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That Tracy lady I just met, she's a lawyer. Why? And she said, well, there's this lawyer. She's come into your life for a reason. And it's really important that you know this, that she is there in your life. And I was like, okay. Like I've met her literally twice mm-hmm. at this point in time. 
And I remember I got into the car in the parking lot and I called you and I was like, you're in my tarot reading. And so, no, you said, do you think she's talking about you? And I said, well, yes. What other lawyer <laughs> could she be talking about? Okay. Of then I said, you're in my tarot impactful. reading. <laughs> yes. 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 But that was my, but it was funny because I kept going to the tarot card reader every month because they had this fair every month. And I went to the same lady and I got that burning tower, like every reading for a couple months in a row. And I was like, oh my gosh, when is my tower not going to be on fire? And for me, from a healing perspective, I realized it was just taking a while. And I, and the cards, the cards didn't feel like a prediction to me. The cards felt like a validation to me. Like it's okay Mm -hmm. that I'm still suffering and that I'm still hurt Mm -hmm. and that my tower is still burning and let it go. And then I would go the next time and I'd be like, please don't let me get the burning tower up. Oh, there's the burning tower. And then I would just, but your know, tower was still burning. My tower was still burning. It was spot on. And then eventually the burning tower never showed up again. And well, this is what's interesting because that I've had one lady read my tarot cards once in this very bizarre situation that I found myself in, like in a stranger's house. And when I was in living in Washington, like I just went to the beach, which is, you know, the coast. And I ended up spending the night at a stranger's house and she wanted to read my tarot cards. And Wait, so hold um, on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to have to stop you. What, you. You missed like one paragraph of that story. You were at what? the beach and then you spent the night at a stranger's house. Just just give us like two lines as to how that happened. Because I'm very friendly. So I met some people, some other gay people, some lesbians on the beach. And they're like, oh, your family. Hey, come stay at our my house because they, they didn't live together. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And it was me and my dog. So I went and spent the night at this lady's house and like she made us dinner and she did the tarot cards and it came up that there was a whirlwind woman in my life, which there was at the time, which, you know, was somebody I was dating that was creating a lot of havoc in my life. Um, and so I never did tarot cards again until I met you. And then I actually went with you to this lady's house who pulled the lawyer card, you know? Um, right. And that Once, was many just- months after that lawyer card was pulled. Yeah. And we went there and you were, you know, had been talking about dating and all that. And not you. I was already, (laughs) no, we've made that very clear to everybody. (laughs) And that was the weird thing that happened because I was already dating someone. You were interested in dating people and she acted like we were together and remember. And I was like, excuse, whoa, lady, excuse me. We are, I am, we're not interested in each other. I'm not interested in her. And she goes, I just can't stop this feeling. Like I'm just getting this, this feeling or reading that you guys were married. You were married in another life. You remember that? Uh, of course. You're my <laughs> wife from another life. And then she went on to tell us like all these details too. Like it was at the turn of the we're century a, and yeah. Same the, sex the 20th couple. Century. Yeah. And the two the, women. And it, yeah, it, it was, it was very detailed. And so, but it yeah. was interesting because she said, oh, I picked it up right away. And I said, I later on said to her, that was so weird because I've been in here asking you about some of the same questions about people that aren't Tracy. So all of a sudden you picked up that it might've been Tracy. That seems so overwhelming to what we've been discussing. And she said, yes, I realized that that was very weird. She said, I didn't know all of a sudden, like you brought this person in and it wasn't who you'd been talking about. But it wasn't that she saw us together in the present day. And yeah. I remember after we left, we're like, are you attracted to me? I'm not attracted to you. Are you attracted to me? No, I'm not attracted to you. Like we literally stood face to face and we're like, what is up with this? And we have zero attraction to each other in this lifetime. But apparently, and we put all these things together and that can be a whole book into of itself. But I actually, as weird as that stuff sounds, I give that a lot of credence because I feel sometimes like, I already know what's in your head. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I came mm-hmm. up again and you're, you know, in a different, in a different setting. Um, you know, the tarot cards re- led you to doing the past life regression stuff. But like I did the tarot cards, I think with you that one day and then alone, I went one time alone and yeah, I didn't find it predictive, but I found it validating for what I was going mm-hmm. through, which, yeah. which was good. You know, it, it, it was so right on. Everything that came up was completely right on to what was happening to me at that time. Well, and, and even one of the things you remember, she said well, like that she didn't sense that our connection was necessarily this lifetime in terms of romance, but she did say that there was a connection in this list, this lifetime over something like a business partnership of sorts. 
And this mm. was right before we launched the podcast. And I remember thinking that that's also interesting that, you know, not only is our connection, just our friendship, but like our connection was going to be something tangible, like, you know, mm. doing, doing this podcast or who knows, whatever you and I might open a, you know, a vegan hot dog stand on the corner. I have no idea. Yay. But, let's, let's do that. But you know, it's interesting as you, as you talk about that, I want to, you know, talk later on about the past life regression. Cause I think that was one of the most healing things for me. And uh, you know, sometimes I almost forget about that because I did that so much later in the process but um, overall, I would say I gave the tarot cards a thumbs up. But like I like me too. and I are saying together is that it was more validating than predictive for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. I totally 100% agree. Like I would do that again. I feel like tarot cards, it's not something that can be faked in the way that some people think psychics can be faked. Um, yeah. Because you're turning, literally, you're the one shuffling the deck. And then the cards are being turned over. It's not something that's, that can be controlled. Right. And those cards have meaning associated with them. So it's right. not like someone's going right. to tell you, oh, the burning tower, that means that you're going to like run through a, a field of daisies. Like I can look right. at the card and be like, no, there's like literally fire here and people dying. Um, yeah. And there, there's whole books on what they mean. And so the, those people stick to that when they read them. And then there's significance to whether it's right side up or upside down. And I remember I was at a terrible, terrible emotional point. I think after the breakup, I went back to her and everything was upside down, like literally everything. Mm -hmm. And it was very distressing, but again, validating, you know? Right. Right. That you know that you're on the right path, even though it's sort of sucks, right? Yeah. Maybe sometimes our path sucks. (laughs) Sometimes it is. And we have to feel it till it's all been felt. Um, Mm -hmm. so one of the other things I know I did early on that that was kind of unique for me is I, I did, I went to an intuition seminar on how to tap back into my intuition. One of the things, as I mentioned earlier, I was, I've always been very intuitive my whole life. And then it sort of got a little overwhelming. Um, when I entered into like kind of my late adolescence, I was like, this is too much. I don't want to like sense things and feel things and dream things and know things. And so I just, I don't know what it was. I must've willed it away or blocked it somehow. And so I'd have little spurts of intuition here or there, but I realized that I was missing a bunch of things um, that my gut should have told me. And I had this epiphany and thought I needed to re-energize my intu- intuitive side, um, even if it got overwhelming again. So I went to a seminar, uh, like an online seminar about it. It wasn't really all that like earth shattering in the seminar itself, but mm-hmm. there was a lady there who was the co-host and she said that she did intuition coaching. So I signed up for a session with her and within just a couple of days, I was already on zoom meeting with her and she was helping me, you know, try to try to figure out what type of intuition I had. You know, some people are more visual. Some people hear things. Some people just know things. And she told me that I'm a real gut instinct kind of person. And then I, you know, she gave me some exercises to do to help me kind of tap more into my gut instinct. And then secondarily, she said signs and symbols, like, um, I'll notice things and that'll tell me messages, but first and foremost is my gut. And so if something sort of flies in the face of my gut, even though it's a sign or a symbol, let's trust my gut first. It was interesting. She sent me a whole packet in the mail of all my like Mm -hmm. things that she picked up. I don't really know how she did it. She like made me close my eyes and stuff and on zoom. And then, you know, she kind of looked at me through the webcam and then wrote down a bunch of stuff. And then we talked about it, but I thought it was helpful. Um, and it really got me kind of back in touch with intuition because one of my biggest things for healing was I need to learn how to better trust my gut so that I don't end up in mm-hmm. situations that aren't serving me. And then when I end up out of them, they are more painful and hurtful than they were if I would have just, you know, made some choice, different choices along the way mm-hmm. that aligned with my gut. So I determined that pretty early on. I just needed to figure out how to get to trust my gut again. So that was really helpful because shortly thereafter, I um, met up with someone that I had been talking to on one of the dating apps. And as soon as we met, my gut told me this is not somebody that I should pursue a relationship with. She was a Mm -hmm. lovely human, but I just, in my gut, I knew it wasn't right. And I had, you know, you and a couple of people like, well, just give her a chance, give her a chance. And I knew in my gut, and this was like the, one of the first tests I had of, of really kind of trusting my gut and it, and it worked. That wasn't the person I was supposed to be with as lovely as she was. So I felt like tapping into my intuition really helped me, um, again, figure out not just how to move on, you know, in future dating and making those choices, but also validated me to know that I'm not going to let myself get into a situation again where something isn't productive for me or healthy for me, Mm -hmm. and then ignore my intuition. So I felt a sense of peace and healing, knowing that I would never do that again. 
Well, interesting. I want that lady's info because I don't remember that you did that, but I think that would help me. I've always had very good instincts. I think it saved my life a couple of times as a cop. Um, but I never, I did, and I, I also had like a lot of really weird dreams as a kid, mostly like past life stuff about being Russian or um, living in Vietnam, like really weird stuff that I wouldn't have known as a kid in the Midwest, you know, like a white right. kid in the Midwest, just stuff that was so out there. And, and that goes into our past life stuff because, you know, um, like we both had this really weird France connection um, and both had no reason to have that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so I would like to, haven't done any of this for my healing, you know, from this latest breakup, but I think that would actually help me even though I'm, you know, like well on my way, but I think every little bit helps. And I, I would like that because I think that's good for life anyway. You know, I mean, everybody yeah. needs to listen to their, their instinct. Well, I will go ahead and put all the information in the show notes. So not only will you have it, but other folks will have it too, if they're interested in learning more about intuition coaching Good. and, and uh, you know, this particular lady who even knew of, that was a thing. Yeah. She's one of the many educators at this like school of transformation or whatever they're called. I can't mm. remember, but um, so I'm sure there's a bunch of really great ones in there, but let's talk about one of my favorite topics. Mm -hmm. the psychic let's talk about the psychic so um i know there are people out there at this point in time that are either like completely like leaning into their headphones going oh my gosh i can't wait to hear more and there's other people who you know might say oh wow this just took a turn but i will tell Rolling you their eyes yes exactly um the psychic the, the both of us had an experience with a psychic i had an experience with two psychics um that um impacted our healing process. I'm going to say the word impacted mm -hmm. because we had both positive and maybe negative experiences. So for me, um, for the psychic, so I was about, let's see, maybe five months, six, almost six months um, out of my relationship. I, I, I had come a long way in the healing process. I was kind of on the coming out of healing, coming into finding new person you know, kind hmm. of crossroads. And so um, <clears throat> I had been kind of open to this idea of this soulmate that would be out there. And I had done a number of things up until that point, like manif my love manifest and writing a dear soulmate letter and all sorts of things. But I wanted to know if I was actually going to meet this person. So I went to a psychic and I felt really compelled, which was weird because I, I woke up one morning, it was a Friday morning and I was like, I have to go to a psychic. And I don't know what came over me. I looked somebody up. I found this lady that I liked. Um, she had a website, had a crystal ball on it. I thought it was cool. So I called her and we set it up for Sunday morning. I was going to go over to her house in person. And it was interesting because on Sunday evening, I had my second date with someone who I was interested in. She was actually a really neat person. I was excited. She was going to come into town for a couple of days and we were going to have a date. Um, so what ended up happening was I went to this psychic on Sunday morning, just hours before my date was to arrive. And the psychic started talking about karmic partners and how we have these karmic partners are people that come into our lives for a, usually a short time, um, stir things up a little bit. There can be a little bit of chaos and confusion. And then, um, but they teach us some kind of lesson or help us close some in unfinished business, maybe a pact that we might've had with them in a past life. And then they move on. And usually it's with kind of a, a trail of tears and karmic <laughs> partners are romance partners, but they can also be other people in your life too, that can come in and, and, you know, wreak a little bit of havoc and, and they're not because they're bad people, but that's just the relationship that you have with them on a soul level. So she started telling me about my karmic partners. I had two of them, which was interesting. Hmm. And so my, my first one was my first love who, um, that ended really, you know, in heartbreak and it wasn't, she was a wonderful person, but it ended in heartbreak and that, that relationship kind of helped me figure out about coming out. So I knew what her mm -hmm. purpose was, but the last one was my most recent relationship was supposedly a karmic partner. So, um, I learned a little bit more about that and what I was supposed to kind of learn from that relationship, which was really helpful. But then I realized that she was a dollar a minute. And, and after like <laughs> 15 minutes of this karmic partner conversation, I was like, that's $15. I don't need to know about the past. I need to know about the future. So I switched the conversation and, and I said, so what's going to happen with my love life? That's the only thing I asked. And she said, well, there's someone in your life that has feelings for you. 
And I said, okay. And I realized at that point, it could be any number of people because I had been online dating. I had a second date later that day with someone. And so she goes on and on. She goes, this person is your divine partner. And I said, what in the world is a divine partner? She said, um, it's somebody who comes into your life. You know, there's only a handful of them and they're like, kind of like a soulmate. Um, and they're supposed to be there for you and you've been with them potentially in past lives. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, she's like, well, this person is a divine partner. And I said, well, have I had divine partners before? She said, nope. And I said, okay, well, who is this person? So after uh, an intense line of questioning, I narrowed it down to one person that I thought it could be. So of course that wasn't the person I was having the date with. That was also a person who we were just friends. It wasn't, we had established we weren't going to date. And all of a sudden I'm in a tailspin. I, hmm. I go over to your house. I think, mm-hmm. I go yeah, I went over there and I was oh, like, you oh called my gosh. And came right over. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said you had to come problem. over. Yeah. And I went on and on and on and on. And I'm like, and your, your first reaction was kind of like, Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. So, so pick up the story. What did you do after I told you? Well, she- Everything you said to me was so legitimate because she had talked about past stuff that she couldn't have known, right? That is true. So yeah, that's I was how like, she did gonna... create legitimacy. She knew stuff about my past that there was no way she could have known. So that that $15 was well spent. Yeah, exactly. And the past informs the future, Corey. So it's very important. I love mm-hmm. to hear about it all. I want to hear about it all. And, but I was like, okay, I'm totally skeptical. This is This can't be right? This lady must have looked this stuff up. So I called her. I mean, I think right then. And I told her that another person, like I said, Vanessa or something had given me her name and she was skeptical of me immediately, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> oh, she and yet I made no, she's like, I'm, I know that your name is Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know any of that, but she did make, I made an appointment with her and then I don't know. Was it within the week I went over there? Like the next day, and I remember. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Well, and I would never have set foot in that house, um, having been a cop had you not co- gone in and come back out alive. Okay. Like, <laughs> let's just say that I would never have gone in there because I was like, Mm-mm, this is too sketchy. And there were like locking, you know, metal screen doors and stuff. And I was like, mm, no, but you had gone in and come out. And I literally sat down. I didn't ask her anything. And the first thing she said to me was, you're dating someone sick. And I was like, huh? And she's like, you're dating a heavy woman. You've never dated a heavy woman before. And I was like, oh, my God, how could this lady have known that? And then she proceeded to not only tell me about my past and my karmic partners, which she was 100% right about, but what was happening with the current relationship and how um, basically it was this twin flame, which we can get into in a minute, that's very controversial, And I'd never heard that term before, didn't know anything about that and how I was going to give and give and give in this relationship. And basically it was going to be extremely one-sided from my part. And then she was going to leave and break my heart. And then um, that things would be, we'd be apart for a while and then we'd come back together and do something great for the world. And I have since spoken to her again. And the, the time that we're supposed to come back together isn't for a little bit. And so I don't know if that's true, but when I talked to her the second time, it was insanely off the charts. Like she told me I had just had a job interview. I don't say a word when I go there and I try to maintain a poker face, you know, and the second time was over the phone and she was like, you're about to get a new job. It's going to be a lot more money. It's going to be at a different firm. This is going to be something really good for you, but it's going to be delayed a little bit. And, um, it's really like, this is going to be very impactful for you. And she's like, and also, you know, you have all this heaviness in your heart and that's about your ex. And she's really thinking about you. She's very much in love with you. She um, wants to talk to you, but she can't blah, blah, all this stuff. And literally four days later, that person reached out to me in a very like weird way. Right. That was the mm-hmm. Facebook friend, re- accidental Facebook friend request. And so this woman in my opinion, is very legit because I didn't reveal anything. She doesn't, I don't even think she knew. I don't know if I've ever even given her my full name. I paid her in cash, you know, or by Venmo. Uh-huh. Um, she would have the name from Venmo. But like the second time when I we did it over the phone, I paid her by Venmo. She didn't have time to look anything up. There, it's not like she could sit there and scroll your Facebook. 
I mean, there's no time. Like literally, she's right. like, when do you want to do it? And I'm like, now. And so we did it right then. And I don't think that every psychic is legitimate. I don't think everybody who's working in that industry is legitimate. But this woman was so right about everything. And she was right about everything in your life as well. Well, that was the thing. Like, so when we talk about how do these things help us with healing? So in one sense, I was incredibly distracted, right? Like I'm not thinking about healing besides the fact that I was sort of coming out of that healing process anyways, but I wasn't really thinking about, you know, my, my past relationship. I was like, oh, that was a karmic relationship. I learned something. Boom. I can move on. I was starting to think about my future and is this person like some type of soulmate for me? And, and it was in some senses, it was good because it gave me hope. It gave me this faith that there's somebody out there for me that's going to be a better fit for me. And that in and of itself was, was healing. Um, Mm -hmm. but it also caused some chaos. Like I didn't know what Mm -hmm. to do with that information. And so I was having this date with the second person later on that evening and I called her and I, cause she was had to come in, she had to drive in from out of town in in a couple hours. And I called and I said, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna have to cancel on you. I just got some information and some news that is just putting me in a weird mental space. And I'm just not in a place where I can have this date with you. And mm-hmm. she, she didn't ask any questions. She said, okay. And I said, I'm so, so sorry. And so it wasn't until the next day she reached out and said, is this something you'd like to talk about? Can we still be friends? And I was like, absolutely. And we had a really nice conversation. And to this day, she's a, she's a really neat friend. And we actually still uh, keep in touch and we hang out whenever um, either, you know, I'm mostly when I'm up in her area and we mm-hmm. created a really nice friendship. But the fact was, is that this turned everything on its head. I was like going to go on a date with this person and move forward. And all of a sudden now, I'm but you were already uncomfortable about it too. Like there was discomfort with that. Like deep down, you knew this wasn't the right move for you. Well, deep down, I was, I wasn't sure. I I wanted to have what we call, you know, I told you this, the pow, boom, bang, or pow, bang, boom, or whatever, whatever order I put them in this idea, this explosion, this love at first sight. And I hadn't yet had that with anyone. And so I was all, I was already skeptical about moving forward with anyone and I didn't have it. And then the psychic told me that someone who, you know, was just a friend was supposed to be my, my kind of my soulmate. And so unfortunately that created a lot of chaos moving forward. So while it might've helped in healing my, my breakup, it actually created a situation that I had to heal from later on because I got so caught up in this that, you know, I called off things with this, this person for this date. Um, I had started to hang out with somebody who is now my current partner, but uh, you know, I was like, trying to get this thing out of my head about this divine partnership and ask somebody else on a date and really like who I was genuinely interested in. And this just kept sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And I was told that I was, something was going to happen between us within three months. And I'm like starting to date someone at the same time. And I knew that like something like everything was going to hit the fan at some point. Yeah. But it wasn't just a friend because there was attraction there and you felt that you knew that person for a long time. So there well, was, that's true. It's we, not, I, yes. there was other stuff going on there that wasn't yeah, when we like first me, met, like we're just yeah. friends. It was under you know? the pretense that we were going to go on a date. We met on a dating app and we didn't end up going right. on a date. We did have a connection. I did, I did express interest in her that was unreciprocated prior to going to the psychic. So it wasn't totally just a friendship, but it, it was something that I had already kind of resolved in my head that it was likely going to be nothing more than a friendship. And then when the, well, I hadn't resolved that in my head and I don't think that it was unreciprocated, but whatever. That's a whole other (laughs) episode. (laughs) Maybe you can interview That's neither here nor there. And I'll just blow my ears. But that's the thing. The thing is that psychic was right. And she did predict that you guys would be together. She didn't say dating. She just said together. And we were together. And you were in the same physical space. Exactly. We went on a, we went on a trip together. And so, you know, she was right about some of that stuff and we did have a a really great connection, but this, this psychic thing kind of always sat in the background and made it, made it difficult for me to kind of clear my head a little bit and, I really wanted to be in this new relationship that I had started that wasn't with her. It was with someone else. And I really wanted to be in that. And it was just distracting me. The psychic thing was distracting me um, for a long time. And, um, you know, finally it, it, it sort of, it fizzled off and, and, but 
I, so I, when I think about the role of the psychic in my healing, yes, it gave me this great distraction out of my relationship with my ex, but it created a whole new level of distraction, which was actually unhelpful to moving forward in a new relationship with someone that I actually really wanted to be with. Well, that is interesting, but it, would you rather have never had any of that information? I don't know. That's see, that's a great question. Did it help me? Well, I don't know. Because Did... I, when she told me about the twin flame thing, then I went and read about it and it validated every feeling that I'd already had. And so for me, it confirmed these feelings I'd never had for anybody before that were like off the charts, like, and in great, like, I felt like, oh my God, like literally when I, on the dating app, when I saw her, I was, we were not well matched and I was going to pass by and like something in my head said, don't pass her by. And then when we talked, it was like, boom, I felt like I had come home. And when I read about that stuff online, all the feelings that I was having were what was described in this phenomenon, right? And then for me to then talk to her again after the breakup, to know this breakup was coming. And I don't even think I had that forefront in mind, but like when it happened, I was like, okay, well, this was predicted. And it did, you know, it, it had this like kind of, even though it was a very, very loving relationship, there were outsiders. And the weird thing is the psychic talked about all of that. And so for me, it was super, super helpful. I think that in my deepest, like saddest moments, like that was really, really helpful to know, okay, I'm not just making this stuff up. I'm, this has been said by somebody who has no connection to us whatsoever. And, you know, she then gave me tips to like things to do that like okay I talked to my tree a lot in my front yard like yeah. my head to my yes. tree and you know then it was weird because I was watching like Gaia TV and they're like oh trees are the like communicators of the world and so I mean that's of course in those where you have all those people believing that stuff that kind of information is going to get passed around but it literally made me feel better did I well, do it forever that's what healing no. is, though. it makes you, you know? feel better it doesn't necessarily mean right. that you talk to the tree therefore the message was conveyed the fact right. is that you felt good talking to the tree. So, hey, if it helps with healing, it helps with healing. Right. And it, that person reached out to me in strange ways. So you know, it's possible it did work. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it made me feel better. It, made, it, it gave me like something to do that was helpful. And for me, I will talk to that psychic again. Um, I will consult her. I think she's legit. Would I go to every psychic in the world? No. But I think there are legit ones. And if you go to one and you are really feeling that don't deny that or like, you know, don't not trust your own self, like, because everybody's going to talk smack to you that you're like believing, you know, this crazy stuff. And I, and I would say to my friends, like, I'm not changing my behavior. I'm not selling my house and giving the psychic, you know, 50 grand. It's nothing is harmful is going to come out of me, you know, having this experience and believing it. And I think that that's where, you know, you have to be careful. It's like, yeah, if somebody's trying to manipulate you or get something out of you, that's different. This person didn't want anything out of either one of us. And you and I were having the same experience, you know? So let me ask you this question though. So one of the things that was different about what the psychic said to you than what the psychic said to me, the psychic said to me that I had was going to be with this person in three months time. And, and, and I wasn't in a dating relationship with them what well, we were on a trip together in three months time. So, mm -hmm. you know, could so you were there, but right. the psychic said to you that you were going to break up and that you would find your way back to each other at some point, possibly even in this lifetime. Did that give you that message in and of itself, give you kind of a sense of peace in the healing process, knowing that maybe that breakup wasn't really the end cosmically with this person. Yes it made me be able to handle it. Like, okay, maybe it's not going to work in this lifetime. She did give me specific dates that have not occurred yet. So I can't say what's going to happen down the line, but knowing that, you know what, maybe this isn't our only lifetime. Maybe this isn't our only um, incarnation, that there is another plane that we're existing on, that that connection that I had with that person wasn't made up in my mind. And maybe it's just not meant to be right now. And I, I told you that, like, that was kind of the only thing that gave me peace about that situation because it was really a, not a good situation. What happened, you know, the, how the breakup occurred and what, what was done to me, in my opinion. Um, 
And my only solace was, okay, well, maybe this just wasn't the right time. And, but I didn't manufacture those feelings. Those feelings are legitimate. So yeah, for me, essential, I would say like essential. Okay. So overall the psychic, um, you know, it's my number one for you. It's number. Yeah. For me, it, Mm -hmm. it, it, I think for me, it created more distraction and need to heal from a, um, something that would not have even necessarily maybe manifested the way that it did. Um, than it did helping me with the, the healing process for my ex. I feel like at least I was validated that that was over and done with, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give it kind of a, a, maybe a thumb sideways kind of thing. And I know for you, that was a much more profound thing. And perhaps that was because, you know, mine was about someone I was never in a relationship with in with in, in years was with a person you were in a relationship with and then weren't. And maybe it was just the different circumstances um, gave way well, to- and she predicted exactly the pattern of what would happen. And that was exactly what happened. I mean, how could this woman have known that, you know, she couldn't have. Right. So for right. me, it was huge. Yeah. Huge. So some people might find some, some, you know, comfort in, you know, seeing a psychic. Well, and it leads into this whole, our next topic, which is numerology, which she had told me, you're going to see repeating numbers. You're going to see signs that remind you of the you know, her and strangely it's been her car, which is a very distinct car. And it's like, every time I leave my house, I'm surrounded by that car. It's very weird. And it's a very expensive car. So it's not like, you know, there's a ton of them, but it seems like wherever I go, they're there. And then the numbers, the repeating numbers, I, I see these repeating numbers everywhere. Two, 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 um, five, 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 four, 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 whatever the time, like I'll open my phone constantly and it's on 11, 11, two, 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 it's four, four, four. And so for me, that is like, they're called angel numbers or whatever. I read it all. 11, 11 is the sign of the twin flame. It's also the sign that you're like on the right path. And so the, the repeating numbers is the sign that you're on the right path. And, um, it helped me a ton. And interestingly, I would share that stuff with that friend that I met in Peru, who, when I met her, her life was, there was a lot going on that was quite sad and this stuff has really helped her a lot, like given her hope and given her something to look forward to and say, okay, look, maybe there are things in this world that, that are outside of us that can be helpful. And yes, I've like really, you could say more of the, I'm torn because it does keep me invested. Like, oh my gosh, it's happening again, these numbers and, right. and the situation I'm currently in, I'm seeing these numbers constantly. So I'm like, am I on the right path? You know? I don't know. Yep. It's it, it's both good and bad, I think. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the, that's the thing that's really interesting is, you know, all of this stuff, does it keep us overly invested in an outcome that we're hoping will happen rather than kind of letting, letting go of our expectations and moving forward with our life? Does it keep us beholden to what we want? Because, you know, every time you see the car or every time you see 1111, you're like, okay, all right. Maybe she's out there. And if you do that, and I know you're not doing that anymore, but you know, for a while you were doing that. And it's like, does, how does that help you heal and move on? Is it comforting to know that maybe she's still out there or is it discontent, you know, create discontent knowing that you can't be with her and that you're, you're having a hard time moving on because you're constantly reminded. And so how did you manage that balance? Or did I you? didn't manage it very well. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. No, I, mean, I didn't. You lean no, it kind of drove me crazy. Like, yeah. Like it's like, yeah. oh, I saw 11, 11 again. Like, I mean, I know you leaned a little bit more into it, but how are you? I, I, I don't know it? that it was good, but I do. The only thing I like about it is that I do feel like um, having read about all this stuff that there is somebody else looking out for us. Like we're not mm-hmm. here on our own. Um, and I just heard that in a, really good podcast today that's actually about um, growing up in cults and stuff and a woman that left the Westboro Baptist Church um, she did an ayahuasca um, trip which is something that I do plan to do in the future hopefully the near future and one of those things that was shown to her during that ayahuasca trip or whatever you want to call it experience was that we're not here alone we do feel alone sometimes but that you know and whether that's true or not, or it's just our own subconscious, it's like to not feel alone in this world is is 
uh, very comforting and uplifting. So I guess for me, those numbers are kind of a sign that I'm, I'm taking as like somebody is looking out for me, you know? Right. Okay. So it does provide some comfort. Yeah. And then you do get to a point though, where you, you say, okay, how many more times am I going to notice the car or the numbers? Or- well, it's like looking at it with the, like how we give the benefit of the doubt in the relationship. Like I'm going to look at what you say to me with the benefit of the doubt that you're saying it with a loving intention and not trying to be a jerk or something. If even let's say if I get like riled up about it or offended. So I'm going to look at these things as they're being sent to me with a loving intention to help me. So I can reframe it that it's not meant to cause me suffering. It's meant to cause me comfort and then just let that comfort me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wish I was able to have done that with the psychic giving Mm -hmm. me information that, that caused turmoil really and confusion and chaos and rather than any kind of comfort, um, and well, you know. can go back, it's called, you know, transmutation. You go back and look at that and start reframing it in your mind. Maybe I could do that. that that's a really interesting you know? concept, right? It's kind of, yeah, yeah, re- regressing to that point and thinking about it. Well, speaking of regression, I know we have um, kind of one of the big ones here was uh, past life regression. You and I actually talked about doing past life regression to try to figure out if we were married for, in another life. And mm-hmm. um it was interesting because I ended up finding somebody and I emailed him. And I mean, a lot of the past life regression people were like, Oh, quit smoking or stop your fear of mm-hmm. heights. And I didn't want that. I wanted to literally go back and find out who I knew in my past lives that were in my soul circle. And so I found this guy and he, I, I, uh, I had called him and left him a message and he never called me back. And so I thought, well, that was weird. And a week later, I, all of a sudden I Googled it again and I found some lady that didn't show up the first time I searched. And so I was like, wow, she's perfect. Wow. Oh my gosh. We had so much in common. I read her bio. I was like, wow, she's totally the person I need to do this with. So I, I called her and she called me right back and we were on the phone and I got a phone call coming into my phone at the exact same time she and I were on the phone and it ended up being the other guy, like a week later, like he called at the exact same, like five minutes I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you're five minutes too late. And this is who I'm supposed to do this with. So I went and ended up doing this by myself. And my, I, I only had one question at the point, that point, because I did need to kind of redirect the session to make sure that I, I wasn't covering everything I could have done in a past life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I said, you know, I've been told that I know Tracy and I've been told that I know this other person who is my supposed divine partner. Bring me scenes to where I can figure out how I knew them. And that's really what my focus was. So if mm-hmm. other people happened to show up, that was fine. Like I didn't see my own kid in my soul circle or my mom in my mm-hmm. soul circle. So, or, or my current partner in my soul circle, it didn't mean that those people aren't significant to me. It just, I didn't ask about them. I asked about you and this other person. And so I ended up going in and I've never done anything like this before. I was supposedly hypnotized, although I remember everything that happened. I was just laying on this couch with a blanket and face mask on and stuff and my eyes closed and she walked me through lots of things where I was like on elevators to the sky and floating on clouds and yada yada anyways I without going into the details of the whole thing I I did figure out you know I did see some scenes that helped me figure out um your role and this other person's Mm -hmm. potential role in my past life and um that to me was, was absolutely profound. And anybody who's interested in knowing what came from that, I'm actually writing a book. And so I do have a whole chapter where I talk all about what I found and what I learned in this. A little spoiler alert, uh, Tracy's somehow one of my spirit guides. Um, so in addition to potentially having been married in another life, she showed up as a spirit guide, which doesn't surprise me given um, our friendship since we met. But um, And that I'm the lawyer that you, that lady said, you're supposed to listen to me. I know. And right? then the, here I am. Here yeah. you are. So it was, to me, that was one of the most healing things that I could have done. And it wasn't healing from the breakup because at that point in time, I was like Mm -hmm. almost a year out from the breakup. I wasn't even thinking about it. But for me, it was like a, a, an emotionally healing at like a deeper level than just an incident, Mm -hmm. like a breakup. It really helped me make meaning about why there are certain people that I feel an immediate connection to. I feel a sense of familiarity with. And I just can't put my finger on it. And I'm realizing that I might know, know them in past lives. And so now that I've opened my mind to thinking that I have come to a much more peaceful place about who should and who shouldn't be in my circles 
Um, if there's some negativity or toxicity that I'm feeling, it's like, okay, I'm going to move away from that. And if there's positivity and attraction, um, not necessarily like romantic attraction, but just like connection attraction with people, then I know maybe I knew them before and I'm supposed to, they're supposed to be in my life and they're going to bring good. And everyone that I have felt that sense of familiarity with has all brought good to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, that was an incredibly transformative experience. Well, and I meant to go, but um, I'm still waiting because it was a little pricey for me. And so I was like, hmm, I don't know. We'll see. Because I do, I'd like to do it for longer, but I really want to do the ayahuasca first. I really have a thing for that. Like I've just, you say you, you like wake up and you feel like you need to do this thing. And I feel like this is something that is calling to me, calling to me, calling to me. And I'll only do it with professionals, of course. Yeah. Well, but I'm, I've heard it's very that- transformative. I mean, you know what's going to do it for you. For me, the the idea of drinking something sketchy and then throwing up a whole lot scares the hell out of me. So I won't do that, but I do know there's a lot of- It's sketchy. It's a plant. I know. I know. It just makes you vomit and poop. It's very cultural. And I know it's also, Mm -hmm. you know, medicinal and I totally get it. And there's a lot of legitimacy behind it. It just freaks me out a little bit. But I know for you to have that kind of experience is going to be your form of regression like mine was. Just well, I would also up. do microdosing too. I haven't done it yet, but that's healing from, you know, I have complex PTSD and other things from years, years and years and years of stuff that happened before. So for me, like I'm looking into those things for healing myself as a human being, not just from, you know, these like romantic relationships. And I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. and we'll have probably, we can have a whole season on it once it happens, but I think it will be very helpful. Yep. Yep. Well, Tracy, we have covered a lot of ground on the things that we've done to try to heal from breakups, heal from relationships, heal just as generally as people using some of these metaphysical things. I'm just going to ask one kind of fun question uh, to kind of get us wrapped up here is horoscopes. They work for you or not? Love them. And yours are better. I wish you you were sending me the one because we're both Virgos, so we get the same one. And I wish you would send it to me every day because I'm getting one that's totally like lame. It's really like too much, like, um, you know, I don't know. It's too PC or something. I need something a little more. The ones you have are better. And what's weird, I don't know if I sent you this, but the horoscope from the day of my birth that my parents cut out and put in my baby book is like 100% on like who I am as a human being. It's so weird. I find, you know, some are just very good. Remember yeah. we've, We've gotten some that were so right on. They came oh, yeah. from yours, not mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a fan of horoscopes, too. I, I think I subscribed to too many of them, though. And like every day, I got a whole bunch of them in my inbox. <laughs> but I did cut out a few that were not as profound to me. But I do like horoscopes. They give me a little bit of a just an insight for the day. Like, you know, you may be tempted to get into a disagreement with someone, but pull back before you do. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's helpful to know. So people mm-hmm. go into right. it. Um, but, you know, during a time in which I feel unsettled or it, it's ambiguous, or I feel like it's something's chaotic, horoscopes actually ground me. So from a healing perspective, I kind of like them because it, it makes me feel like a sense of control when I feel out of control. And uh, for anyone who's met me for five minutes, you know that I don't like feeling out of control. And so part of my healing is to regain a sense of control, even if it's not real. And horoscopes are a really great way to do that for me. Well, and I think they're also, they make you feel part of a larger thing, right? Like you're a Virgo. So you're part of so many Virgos, right? It's not just you battling this world. It's right, like right. all of us, right? We're all, and that we're not 100% responsible for the way that we are. Part of it is comes from our, I mean, when I read Virgo books, I'm like to a T of Virgo, right? And then I've read the Chinese dog to a T. It's very weird. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't know that stuff as I formed as a human being. And yet that's what I formed into. And here's this like writing that's just (laughs) right on about it. So I find it like taps me into the collective that we're, we're all connected in some way. Right. And that provides some sense of peace and healing in and of itself. Knowing yeah. that you're not alone. Yeah. Wow. Well, Tracy, thank you again for this great conversation. This was an episode I know we've both been looking forward to just because we have tried so many conventional healing tactics, but we've also spent a lot of time covering and trying out a lot of um, kind of non-conventional healing tactics. And 
we've spent a lot of episodes talking about all the conventional stuff. So I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about this because, you know, as we continue to say for, you know, our listeners is find what works for you. And if you find peace mm-hmm. and comfort and healing in something, as long as it's not unhealthy and as, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt yourself or others, go for it, you know, um, because if, if it means Tracy, you talk to a tree and if it means, you know, that I go and see, uh, you know, get my tarot cards read and get my burning tower every month, but know that I'm still hurting and that's okay. Those are the things that give us peace and comfort, then so be it. Um, Mm -hmm. that's our own healing is our own internal process. It's not on anyone else's timeline. It's not anyone else's expectations or outcomes. It's only for us to, to determine how we go through it and what works. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Uh, appreciate your listenership as always. And until our next episode, make sure that you go out there and you rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.